Welcome to the Mental Health in Schools podcast, designed and delivered by Anna Bateman, founder of Halcyon Education. Welcome to episode four of Halcyon Education podcasts, a podcast for mental health leads in schools. Last episode, I had the pleasure of talking to the head teacher of a primary school, and I've also had the opportunity to talk to the children from the school. This episode will feature a blend of interview and ideas around the concept of failure and problem solving. So over to them now. First, a quick word from our sponsors. CPOMS is an online system for schools to manage pastoral concerns and events now used by over 10,000 schools. The main reason it works so well is that the categories of information school logs on CPOMS are chosen by the school so that the concerns you face that are more unique to your community or individuals can be logged accordingly. It saves a huge amount of time compared to doing things on paper. Chronologies for pupils or school-wide reports can be generated quickly. The Service Point support team provide an incredible standard of service and are one of the main reasons CPOMs spread by word of mouth to so many schools. For more information, go to www.cpoms.co.uk, where you can also book a demo for your school. Now to the podcast. Hello and welcome to Halcyon Education Podcasts. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined today by three Year 5 pupils. We've got Ryan, we've got Shiza and we've got Amina. So welcome. It's nice to have you here. Hello. <laughs> Brilliant. So we're talking today, aren't we, around mental health or our well-being, how well we feel. And it's been such a different year this year, hasn't it, with, with COVID and the schools closed and you're not going to be able to do the things that you would normally do. How has that been for you, Amina? Uh, for me, it was, it was a life-changing thing because, you know, the coronavirus and the lockdown and all this you know, deaths and all these things happening, but then you have the bad side where people were dying and the coronavirus, but then you have the good side because there was a lockdown, even though that was hurting people, you could even have family time in the lockdown. Right. And you felt that was really important for yeah. you and your family? Yeah. Because you had family time. Yeah, so more was, than you would have before. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a nice bonding experience. Oh, fun. fabulous. Okay. Yeah, but as you say, with all the other things that were going on too. Yeah. How about you, Chica? For me, it was um, a little bit life-changing as well because it's like we couldn't meet families and like, so they couldn't come over and um, we couldn't even celebrate Eid that properly last year. No. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so quite life-changing, very different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ryan? A bit hard, because you can't do normal stuff, like go park, play games. Yeah, absolutely. And what what kind of, um, what did that mean for you and your, how, you know, your well-being and your emotions? What did that do, not being able to go to the park or see your family or things like that? It was sad because, like, you couldn't meet them and you would usually would meet them. Mm. And you would usually go to these places, but now you're not allowed to. So. It's like you're, you know, going in a new kind of experience and, like, leaving the old one behind. Yeah, yeah. It's like a new, a new experience and very different, wasn't it? Like a new start. Yeah. And how was it for you not being able to come into school? What, how did you feel about that? 
I mean, you were saying it's great because you got family time. Yeah, but then when you came back, when everyone was coming back, it was exciting. But as soon as you came back, everyone was excited. But at the same time, you're all nervous and Mm. worried because you haven't been with each other for such a long time and it's just going to be all awkward. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, that was what I was wondering when you were saying what you were worried about. It was just being awkward, so not remember. Is, is that because the awkwardness is not remembering how to, yeah. to like, chat to your friends yeah. almost and being your all melting? Yeah. 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 I have to say, yeah, I mean, I think adults are as well, <laughs> you know, when we've all um, been away from our friends. You know, how do I? It's going to be a bit awkward, really. Yeah. How about yourself, Ryan? What do you think? It's a bit weird as well, because when we came back to school, Classes were going back home as well. Oh, of course, so we had like the bubbles closing and things like that. Yeah, so it didn't feel quite the same. No. Was it was it good to be coming back to school, or would you rather have stayed at home on a laptop or? A, no, or I would come to school. I would rather come to school because then you actually meet your friends face to face instead of just being online every single day. Yeah. And you could understand the work properly. Yeah, it's a much harder, isn't it? Even when you get the work, you might need help, but then you wouldn't really get that much help. No. It would be harder if it's not face-to-face. Yeah, good. So what do you think schools can do from now and into the future to help you with being able to spend time with your friends again and learn again and, and it not to have impacted you too much? I think I'm not really sure because the school's already nice the way they are with the coronavirus and all that yeah but like i'd say maybe we can sometimes just we can talk to people from other classes but not like play with them or like touch them or anything yeah so like when we're talking on we can keep a distance yeah yeah so when you say the school already does nice things what kind of things when you think about your day in school in a classroom and then going like they already um they stick to the rules yeah and we be in bubbles we wash our hands and so it's like all going smoothly yeah so those kind of things really help now a short break to hear from our sponsors stamps by post is a family-run business and a royal mail licensed provider of postage stamps to schools charities and businesses so whether you're a small rural school or a large multi-academy trust you can have your stamps delivered straight to your door instead of visiting the post office and when you order before 4pm they're dispatched the same day via the first class post stamps by post have been providing customers with a first class service now for over 25 years To find out more or to place an order in just a few clicks, go to www.stampsbypost.com. Now back to the podcast. So what does the word resilient mean? What do you you think? To like never give up. Okay. So Um, never give up. And just keep going. Yeah. And believe in what you're doing. So believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And stay confident. Okay. And staying confident. Just believe in yourself. So believing in yourself. So this is about having some self-confidence about how you how you do what, do you think? And you believe in yourself. What does that mean? Like, if you think something's difficult and don't stop, like, like believe in yourself and, like, carry on or ask the teacher or something like that. Okay. Don't be scared. Yeah, okay. So it's about not being afraid to ask for help as well. Yeah. When so sometimes like, you're not sure. Do what you just think is best and don't just do what other people tell you to do okay do what you want and do you think resilience is a bit to do with um 
this word um, sometimes used about failure, how we might fail or get something wrong. Yeah. What do you well, think? You think you're going to fail and you have to believe in yourself. Okay, so it's up again, it's about just believing that you've got something about yourself, so you can learn how to ask for help, you can learn how to concentrate, yeah, some of those things, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else? If you think you're going to fail, just, just push the just push the thought away because everyone has a chance to succeed. Yes, yeah. Do you think failure is a bad thing? No, no, because no. when you fail, you're just learning more. Ah, I like it, yeah. When you fail, you learn more, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And what do you think it teaches you? Um, it teaches you when you're, you learn by your mistakes. So if you get a mistake, you could just ask someone and then they could explain to you. Yeah. And you can keep trying again. Yes, absolutely. Good. It's not, it's not like you fail and you can't do it again. No. So if you fail, you can try again. Brilliant. And do you in class do anything, any lessons around kind of resilience or Sometimes we do it in PSAT. Yeah? And what kind of things do you learn? Like stuff like road safety and like bullying. bullying. Yeah. Mm. And uh, we learn about like resilience yeah. and then we learn about like other stuff like what was it like our education and our health yeah and how we should eat healthy and enough exercise yeah and confidence and stuff fabulous brilliant and do you think how important are they to you uh sometimes when we do it we learn stuff that we've never actually known which is amazing okay have you got an example of one like if we learn like you know in the road safety that um that you know how we have the lollipop man and the lollipop lady i didn't even know that that, that um in back in the days that they used to have a superhero as a in the with the cape <laughs> in all the adverts and yeah. things about how to cross the road so. <laughs> yeah good yeah so you're learning a bit of history there as well <laughs> weren't you yeah and it's important isn't it to be yeah. able to know how to cross the road yeah you know, what does that what does that mean for you to be able to know how to cross the road? It's uh, maybe it, it, at least it saves you from like crossing the road. Maybe you can't get run over a car as well. From. Yeah, so it's quite important, isn't it? Yeah, we and we do sort of do those things at home, but it's really important to learn them at, at school as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Are there any other lessons that you think have been very helpful to you with your resilience and and being able to get through this last year? Is there anything that you've been taught at school or at home that's helped you? No? So all this, all this learning about not giving up and things, where does that come from? Resilience. It's come from both school and home. Okay. So is it someone that's taught you it or is it someone that you just... We've learned, I've learned it from um, school and my dad tells me to never give up as well. Okay. Me, me um, I got it from my parents yeah. and the teachers. Okay, great. How about you, right? Teachers. From teachers, yeah, okay. And is there anything that the school did to help you, you know, when you were talking about the awkwardness that you felt coming back? What did the school do to you? Well, the school did was when we came back, 
the first week, instead of like straight away going back to work and English and maths and all that, well, what we did is for the first week we did all this fun stuff to just get us used to being back and then the next week then we started the work so when we did the work everyone was already comfortable with doing it and not feeling awkward or anything. Oh, that's yeah. great and you think that, that, that really helps? Yeah. yeah. And what kind of fun things do you... Like we played board games, board games colouring, right. like movies, Netflix, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And you just, so you hung out together and really, just yeah. relaxed so it wasn't too awkward and you went yeah. straight into work. Yeah. And that helped you quite a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything else the school did to help? Well, when we got there, when the when the second week, when we started doing the work, we didn't, like, jump straight on to the work and, like, actually yeah. get on. The, we just had, a, like, a recap of what we did before in case everyone forgot because yeah. there's, like, been a big, like, lockdown. you know, lockdown. So we might have forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, you think that was really helpful? Yeah. yeah. Because I think I must have forgotten some of the stuff. Well, that's not a surprise, is it? No. <laughs> did it help you to feel more confident? Or did it help you just to feel a bit safer? It was more like the comfortable. Is. More comfortable. Okay. Cool, yeah. yeah, so then you could just get on with learning, couldn't you? Yeah. Rather than yeah. feel that. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Brilliant. Well, I want to thank you all very much for your time today and coming and talking to me and helping other schools to know what they can do to help children with their resilience, so thank you. I don't know about you, but I thought they were just lovely children to be able to talk to and for them to share how this year has been for them and the challenges. What also struck me about this recording as well was their, their idea around failure particularly, And they were quite clear on this concept and we could see that both school and home create this view and concept they have. So the environment and the culture at home and school. And this is shaped from the language we use with the children to the activities provided. So for example, if you listen to the last episode with Richard Ellis, the head teacher from the school, he's helping the children to nurture a love of gardening. I mean, here's an opportunity for a relaxed approach, nurturing and growing, and also maybe even considering when plants or things don't grow, and this idea of failure and what do we do about it, but in a kind of safe way. I'm not a gardener myself, but being outdoors literally is a grounding experience, isn't it? And learning of the right conditions or the wrong conditions for things to grow or develop helps us with this idea of how we perhaps teach children how to problem solve. Is this this something you've considered? Not necessarily gardening perhaps, but this concept around problem solving. We don't actually specifically get taught ways of problem solving and the actual concept around it. So often there are two ways of looking at a problem. Sometimes solutions to problems are a little bit blurry or we're unsure of to begin with and with time we can problem solve effectively. Talking it through can help. And sometimes we have never experienced or encountered this problem before and we've got no experience of solving it. And certainly for the children and young people this year and of course of the country as a whole, this certainly has not been something we've experienced before. 
And of course, if we think about things as a full circle, sometimes we try to solve our problems and it hasn't really worked out. So to acknowledge the frustration this brings, so there's no shame in that, and then trying something else is really normalising failure as part of life. And we can see this in the way that the children talk about it here. Being able to fail, I guess, and there'd be no shame around that, being able to problem solve creates this greater confidence. It means that when we do then encounter problems again, we've got that little bit of resilience and knowledge that we've come across problems before and been able to solve them. This develops confidence, self-esteem and reduces anxiety. And if that isn't promoting good mental health, I'm not sure what is. Consider your school. What language is used around problem solving and failure? The growth mindset idea has um, been used quite popularly over the last few years. Are there pockets of staff or subjects who naturally lean towards this approach? Do you have books, stories and literature where you can look at the text through a problem-solving lens, for example? One of my favourite books as a primary teacher was Peace at Last by Jill Murphy, where Mr Bear is tired and he tried and failed so many times to get to sleep. Until working on mental health and resilience, I hadn't actually realised it myself. We can look at that book with a particular problem-solving lens and help children to understand that. Perhaps you could lead on an assembly in secondary or primary, using a text and normalising failure as part of life and that problem-solving, of course, is the key to resilience. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information and support on this topic, go to the resources section of the website www.halcyon.education forward slash podcasts.